This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, February 26, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. The Department of Transportation again wants to entangle itself further into how you get to work, how you live, and how livable your community is. But what does livability even mean? Cato Institute senior fellow Randall O'Toole, author of the new book Gridlock, says livability should mean you living where you want within the means that you have. Well, Secretary of Transportation Ray LaHood announced that they were going to uh, make livability a criteria for giving out federal grants for transportation, especially transit. And uh, this has two implications. First of all, he was repealing criteria that had been established under the Bush administration that transit had to be cost efficient. In other words, if you want to build a streetcar in your downtown, and get federal funds for it, you had to show that that streetcar was more cost-efficient than buses. Well, everybody knows that buses are more cost-efficient than streetcars. So when the Bush administration announced that rule, uh, all the cities that had 80 different cities had been planning to build streetcars, they immediately scrapped their plans and said, or shelved their plans and said, well, we'll wait till there's a more friendly administration to come along. So what, uh, what uh, LaHood said was, we don't care about cost efficiency. You can waste all the money you want, and you can get a federal grant to do it. But he also said something else. We're going to consider, instead of cost efficiency, we're going to consider livability. Now, what does livability mean? It turns out in the administration minds, livability means immobility. Because, he said, we would probably rather give a grant for a two-mile streetcar line than for a 20-mile commuter rail line because the commuter rail line would enable people to get further out and sprawl across the countryside, and we don't want sprawl. We would rather people have the illusion of mobility that they can get on a streetcar and go a mile and not the reality of mobility where they can go 20 miles or 200 miles or 2,000 miles. So we're going to fund livability, not mobility. And that, to me, is a very, very dangerous. In administration minds, past and present, is there some sort of uh, morphing formula for what constitutes livability? There's no quantitative definition for livability. But when you ask an advocate of livability, what does livability mean? They'll say it means... I can walk out of my door and walk to a grocery store or walk to a coffee shop and get my morning orange juice or morning coffee without having to get in a car and drive. So to them, livability means high-density housing, mixed uses so that you're within walking distance of of shops and and offices, and uh, intensive transit service, preferably rail transit, so that you can hop on a train and get to somewhere else that you need to go if, you, if it's not within walking distance. There's, they also talk, like to talk about cycling. What's definitely not livable is anything to do with the automobile. In fact, the House Transportation Committee has written into a draft bill that sustainability means any kind of transportation other than the automobile. Of course, the automobile is more fuel efficient and less polluting than the Washington, D.C. metro rail system, and certainly less polluting than Washington, D.C. metro buses. But uh, by definition, they are going to make transit more sustainable than automobiles, even if it's not really true.
maybe don't have time to walk in the morning to go get a cup of coffee or a walk to the grocery store, things like that, or just simply don't live in a community like that, what is the this kind? What is the impact of this going to be on them? Well, uh, the Secretary of Transportation has signed an agreement with the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development and the Director of the Environmental Protection Agency to require all metropolitan areas to impose livability plans on their regions, which means they're going to be increasing population densities. They're going to be increasing traffic congestion. So if you don't live within walking distance, you're going to be stuck in traffic a lot more than you are already today. Now, uh, right now, the Secretary of Transportation's and housing and urban development only have power over the metropolitan areas. They don't have power over rural areas. So House Democrats have written into their bill a mandate that every state create rural planning organizations, and those rural planning organizations will prevent anybody from building in rural areas so that you won't be able to escape the urban areas that they're going to densify through their livability plan. Densifying cities contributes somewhat to congestion as well, right? Densifying means more congestion. It means more pollution. It means more of your time wasted. It means housing is going to become less affordable. Uh, It means everywhere in the country is going to have a housing bubble, whereas the last housing bubble only affected about uh, 20 states. The next one is going to affect all 50 states. And if you think the crisis we just went through is bad, just wait. Randall O'Toole is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of the new book, Gridlock. You can get your copy at cato.org.